obviously. Um, I'm a huge Caps fan. I always have been. And to be there at that game with my teammates and for us to bring, you know, our gold medals to to there and share it with everyone in this area was really, really special for me. And just the support and it's been tremendous from everyone in this area. And you could feel that there at that game. Welcome to Sports on the Hill podcast. Hashtag DC Sports Without the Politics with Carol and Robbie on True Radio Network. Hello and welcome to episode 315 of Sports on the Hill podcast. We are live here on Facebook and live on Twitch as well. Uh, welcome to both of those audiences. Um, I appreciate everybody uh, for tuning in. Uh, we actually almost have a hype train going on. Um, thank oh, wow. Thank you, Tina. This is uh, the first hype train I've had in a very long time. Uh, so I really appreciate everyone for the, the early support uh, on the stream live on Twitch. Um, it's great to see everybody live tina french carly uh ginger uh got primordial sounds here as well and a bunch of people also lurking so i really appreciate everyone for tuning in live i'll be sharing uh the facebook feed in, in just a few minutes when we get into our football segment uh this episode is going to be an up and down roller coaster it's um you know, I thought the commanders played a great game yesterday. So we did end up losing and we fell to two and two, uh, unfortunately on an overtime field goal uh, to the Eagles. And I tried to get a bunch of different Eagles fans to actually be on the show tonight, champ. I reached out to four different Eagles fans, uh, but actually most of them are under the weather or had a last minute emergency. So we were going to have a fan dueling segment. Um, unfortunately, that's not going to happen tonight. Some of them did write in what their thoughts were on the game. And I will read some of those uh, live on air. Um, you know, after uh, the first segment, so uh, we got. I'm kind of glad they didn't make it. I don't have the energy to argue. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. that's that's true that's fair that's fair i was gonna put it at the end of your segment so you could have ducked out if you didn't want to uh but um uh, i do appreciate uh you being here uh champ uh we, we uh the, the segments will go this way to, on tonight's episode we'll start off with the commander's talk uh we'll break down uh this unfortunate overtime loss and um oh wow i think uh ginger dory just gave the biggest gift i've ever gotten on a live episode which is uh, a thousand bits so thank you for that and they actually completed level one of the hype train which i also not sure we've ever gotten to level two so i appreciate all the uh the hype and the early support for sure uh so start with commander's talk um we're gonna have dujanae join us in just a couple of minutes uh live on air um and uh then uh we're gonna have him and um champ break this uh this loss uh, down but i don't think it's as bad as some 
uh, Commanders fans are putting it out to be. I don't think it's also as big of a win uh, as the Eagles fans are making it out to be, which I thought was kind of funny because in some way, like the Eagles fans before the game were like, we're going to crush you. And then afterwards, they're like, we won the biggest game ever. And I'm like, you won by three points. And before you were going to crush us by 10. So what is it? Like you didn't even cover. Um, and yeah, was actually, we're about to beat our um, our all-time uh, levels 5% through level three on the hype train. So um, just if anyone was curious about that, but no, no pressure on anybody, but I just I wanted to put that out there that we are on level two. Um, and so we have had um, a level two. We got uh, the New York Islanders uh, just scored a goal. Um, they trail the Devils uh, five to six in a live uh, NHL game. We'll have NHL stats all night. I'm also going to put on the Monday night football game in a second and give live updates on that as well. Uh, after uh, we have the segment with champ um, and Dujane, uh, we will, uh, I'll talk to champ a little bit about some wrestling uh, and uh, his overall thoughts on the, the, the week that was for the NFL. Uh, and then we're going to bring in uh, Tim and Arun, and uh, we're going to have pretty much our full NBA round table. And we're going to break down uh, the week that was uh, for, um, you know, DMV sports. So we'll talk a little bit about the Orioles, a little bit about the Nationals, uh, the DC United, um, and uh, some other teams as well. Uh, in that segment, we'll also talk about the Ravens uh, and their win. I actually got to watch that game live with Tim, so we'll break that down as well. Uh, and then uh, at about 10.15 to 10.20, uh, we're going to bring back in our Capitals roundtable and Gil and C4, uh, and I will break down uh, the two preseason games that we had this past week, uh, and one of them C4 went to, so we'll talk to her about going to that game as well. A big, full, uh, about hour and 45 minutes to two-hour show tonight. Uh, really appreciate everyone for uh, tuning in um and um yeah the canadians just scored a goal uh, they trailed the Maple beliefs uh three to four and the winnipeg jets just scored so we're getting all the nhl scores live thanks to sports scorebot so uh thanks to them for that uh, with that we're going to bring in oh well, I'll, I'll start with you champ um any news that you want to let people know i know we talked a little bit about you being under the weather uh before we got live on the podcast um i'm sorry that you got covid um, any other news or notes that you want to talk about before we get into it? Well, I'm going to, I was going to mention this when we talked about wrestling, but I mean, a big, huge free agent signing happened over the weekend with AEW light, like WWE hall of famer, Adam Copeland, formerly known as edge is now all elite, uh, which is a big get for AEW that he becomes only the fifth WWE Hall of Famer to either make an appearance and or sign with AEW since its inception back in 2019 and he announced during the media scrum that he is going to be full-time he's not going to show up every three months and do a program for like a couple weeks and go away again he's going to be there weekly and he's already got his debut match set for next Tuesday uh, uh, on Dynamite, uh, but this week he's going to make his first appearance for the four-year anniversary of Dynamite, and then he's going to make an appearance for Collision, and then he's going to make his first match, have his first match next week, so he's going to be there constantly, so I'm really excited about that, but that's about it for right now. I got more stuff to talk about wrestling-wise later Yeah, on, I'll but... talk to you. I'm curious if he's going to, um, his tag team partner is over there at AEW, right? Christian uh, Cage. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see if they get back together. Um, and after uh, what happened last night, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. 
Interesting. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll pick your brain a little more about that yeah. in our um, in our wrestling segment. So stay tuned to that. Um, and Andy just uh, used one of our brand new uh, graphics. I wanted to see if anyone could do it. So if you use Snowball now, um, exclamation Snowball for any sub in chat, uh, they can throw a Snowball and see if they can hit one of us. It's a random location of where it throws. Um, and it's kind of cool. Also, I'll show you everybody in chat real quickly. Some of the sub perp, uh, perks. Um and uh, so if you do uh, sub C, which is for sub commands, it shows all the different commands that you can do, including throwing a snowball, uh, doing an NFL dance. There's a mega evolution, hockey goals, OV cups and uh, touchdowns and even make Lily appear as well. Um, so I think there's like a 10 second cooldown maybe on the snowball. Uh, I really appreciate everyone for completing the level one hype train. Um, and um, it was level two, 28%, which is amazing. And I thank everyone for being a part of that. And um, uh, yeah, let us know if they hit a snow, if one of them hits it and you can get a screenshot of it, uh, you can actually win a prize. You just have to send it to me on Instagram or any DM. Uh, and uh, so um, Harley uh, almost hit me with the snowball. It hit right above where my belts are. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's very it close. just missed me, but it was almost it almost got me. So so nice. she's she got close. Nice. All right. Well, let's. Um... Uh, we'll talk more about the commands and all the different things. You can also, if you're not a sub, you can use uh, your points and uh, you and do a lot of those things uh, through um, points as well. Um, and we're trying out all the different trigger fire stuff. And uh, yeah, it should be fun. I like the little games that people can play now live in chat. I hope that people enjoy that. And it's a good reason to come over to Twitch if you're live on Facebook. With that, I'm going to bring in uh, Dujane. And uh, I want to congratulate Dujane on the first episode of his brand new uh, show. And I'm actually going to do his brand new command here in chat, see if it uh, works. And it should uh, make um, a graphic appear live on air, which... Uh, I don't know why that didn't work, but um, uh, it's supposed to make a pitch. Things don't always work as they're planned. You know, that's that's always true. Oh, I have an idea. Hold on. Let me, uh, works. So let me see if we do it. I'm going to try it one more time. Um, let's see here. If we do it like this. I, I realize I never actually reset my um, my graphic thing. It should do it, though. Um, anyway, a graphic is supposed to appear on air, but, you know. Whenever you're testing things, it doesn't always happen. Uh, it worked earlier, of course, before this. Um, but I really appreciate everyone uh, for tuning in and, and being a part of this. Uh, DJ, let people know about the Not Bland show, uh, what was on your first episode, and then we'll get into uh, some commander's talk. Well, last week we talked about the NHRA. Um, they're in their now third race of the season. We were talking about the second race there in Charlotte. Uh, we've got an opportunity to talk a little NFL, go around the NFL with uh, Sergio Rodriguez. And then we brought on my brother and uh, colleague, Lake Lewis, and we talked a little commanders uh, coming into this uh, Eagles game. Yeah, it was a great show. I was able to tune in live. Um, and uh, it's on a ton of different platforms. You can ch definitely check out uh, Dujanae's personal uh, Facebook page. You can also check out uh, the show's Facebook page or the YouTube channel. And uh, Dujanae and I were working behind the scenes today on actually getting it uh, up on all podcast platforms. So it's now, the first episode is up on all podcast platforms now. Uh, and that link is in our Twitch chat. Uh, and I also got that link, I believe, in the Facebook um, uh, description as well. So uh, congratulations on the first episode. That's always the toughest Thank one. You. It you is. Get all the kinks, kinks out. And now you, now you know 
to do it and you can replicate that and the, you know you can move from there and um i'm so proud of you i mean this podcast network uh, has been so much fun to be a part of uh with you and your previous show and i'm excited that you're bringing this new show here and uh, having lots of awesome guests and uh you have a lot of awesome new features that you can do with bringing in live guests and uh it opens up the door to doing it similar to program to what we do here uh but uh more racing and uh some more general nfl talk as well yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. And um, I, I like the easiness of it, uh, being able to have guests on. So uh, this week, we'll, we'll have some more guests. Uh, Elon Warner, he's the uh, founder of the Drag Racing Bracket Bonanza that I was able to win uh, for Charlotte. And uh, we'll be having on uh, Mike Patton. He is a, um, he is the uh, lead of the touring the AFC South uh, podcast. We'll be talking a lot of AFC South, a lot of AFC football. And then lastly, we'll bring on uh, Wole from the urban sports scene. And we'll talk about talk commanders and we'll talk that Thursday night football game. Yeah. Okay. I got it to work. Uh, the enough. I was just, I, I was trying to make it work. I just want to show people <laughs> off your, your brand new graphic and um, I'm happy that it, it's working uh, yeah. and, all, and all the different graphics are kind of fun because they can make it's uh, Carly's made Lily pop up on screen and, you know, so it, it, it'll be fun. I like interactive. I've always want, dreamed of having an interactive show that people could <laughs> kind of make it their own. Uh, and yeah. now they can, and, and it still won't affect the audio podcast. I don't have any sound effects or anything like that. Uh, so that way it's still clean on Facebook. Facebook, but uh, I thought it'd just be something fun. And it's just fun to see people be able to do it live uh, on yeah. air. But let's get into some commanders talk. I was really happy with how that game went. I thought that they played a really good first half. The second half, they had some miscues, especially defensively, uh, but also the offense um, kind of slowed down until the very end. But they really got it together in the end and showed some resiliency to force overtime. Uh, and then in overtime, we'll have to talk about this call because I don't, I, I, you know, I talked to a lot of Eagles fans today and they all believe that he's out obviously. Um, and you know, I talked to all these commander fans and everyone thinks he's in obviously. And um, it, it was close. And I understand that the call in the field was that it, he was not in, although the commanders argue that one of the officials thought that he was, you know, but the overruling official said he was not. And then they went to review and that's important because they went with the call on the field. Right. They didn't have enough to showcase it one way or another. I, I disagree with that because there's a shot out there that shows, um, that shows Terry McLaurin's foot right in front of, and there's space between the out of bounds line and his foot. So I'm not I, I buying it. I agree with that. The only thing that we can't tell though is, we see that it's hovering over it. How do we know that it's pushing on the ground? Like that's, that's the only argument I can I see guess. against that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess, you know, and that's the way they called it on the field. So, you know, that's usually what it goes with. Usually what they go with, if they can't prove everything. So they will right. stand with that call on the field. They also want to get out of Philly alive. Right. You know, so like, true. You know, <laughs> <laughs> True. Big facts. <laughs> Big facts. Yeah, you you overturned that call. You're not getting out of league alive. I promise yeah. you that. Yeah, yeah. That's why so, I wasn't mad at the call because I'm like, nah, they made a business decision. They buy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Right, Champ, how did you see that play? Do you do you think that um honestly it was I can't 
I can't even even if I take away my bias, I honestly cannot sit here and say either way it could have gone. Honestly, it looked like he stepped on the defender's arm and his toe. You can't tell. They, there wasn't the proper angle to tell where that other toe was, whether it was touching the white line, whether it was touching away from the white line and on green. You can't tell. So. Again, we joke around. I can say, yeah, the rest made a business decision. They value their lives. They didn't want to have to deal with the Philly fans are trying to get out of the link alive. But honestly, they had to make the call they had to make. They already said on the field it was incomplete. They couldn't go back on the replay without a proper angle to say, oh, no, it was complete. And then on the flip side, if they say, oh, it was complete, and then they go on and they have the same angles and the same thing, there was no evidence to be able to overturn regardless of what the call was. So it was just one of those tough calls that they had to make. And and they had to stick by it. Honestly, right. they had to stick by it. There was nothing else they could do. There was no, no visual evidence to say if it was one or the other, depending on what the call was. It just was hard. So either way, it just I feel like it didn't cost anybody to game. It was, nah. it was just a tough call. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they, if they called it a completion on the field, it would have stood. Yeah, I, I agree. And the other thing is, for me, like, it what that wasn't the play. Like, I... I'm so sad about the punter. Like he's been our MVP the whole season. And he found that was the time to have his worst punt of the, of a season, maybe yeah. of his career. Like, oh, you know, yeah. and, and like, uh, he's so solid all the time and I hate right. to put it on him, but like a difference of 20 yards, there is everything in overtime, right? Yeah. Could have them back, you know, uh, and my theory though, is it, that that's something to look at. But before you ever even get into overtime, um, this team comes back from behind. And my problem is, is once again, this defense gives up 30 points um, and they come out and they're flat. And uh, yeah, the the stats look good. I mean, they, they, it was 33.33% third down conversion rate. They were 412, but at the end of the day, they allowed some big plays. Um, you know, I'm, I, and this is not the defense itself, but my problem is, is that you have a lot of first rounders and there's a lot of gas in that front seven. And it seems to me as, as we are every year. And I said it on my show, I have Jack Del Rio on the chopping block for the first half of the year until he gets his act together in the second half. And, and they start playing and start hunting like they should. Um, this, this whole hum attitude he has on the sideline it is a, it is replicated by his defense. They talk fast start, but your 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 scheming does not indicate fast start. You're allowing opposing teams' offenses repeatedly to dictate to them what they're going to do. They are constantly being led by the opposing team's offense every time, instead of going out and and setting the tone and dictating. I've also talked about the fact that it's time to stop having guys like uh, Chase Young and Montez Sweat to be lining up in the same spots every time. You look at the Cowboys, you look at all these other defenses that, that have big-time players like a Michael Parsons or whatever, they're moving them all over the field. You don't know where he's coming from. You don't know what gap he's coming through, none of that. And it's time to turn it loose. I don't know what he's waiting on. The only time we've seen this defense act like they were – manhandling the opponent was the second half of the Denver Broncos game. And that's where my problem is. I understand. And, and, you know, Carol, we talked about it, uh, you know, about the numbers and all that. But at the end of the day, I watched the Jets team 
score 20 points, being 20 to 20, and it stayed that way for a long time. And that Jets defense stayed in and fought for their team, and they lost by three. So don't give me the, the notion that, oh, well, the offense fluttered and, and sputtered at times and the defense was out there. That's crap because the Jets, who they showed up pretty good offensively, but the Jets had defense had to be out there against Pat Mahomes, and they held their own. If it wasn't for a fumble by uh, Zach Wilson, they likely win that game. So we need that type of performance at, at every once in a while from this defense. And in the first half of the seasons that, that Jack Del Rio has been here, we get this nonsense here. And I'm just kind of tired of it now, especially when you have a guy in EB that's getting the job done. And you can tell that this offense, especially in this game, this offense takes on the identity of its offensive coordinator. And they go out and they attack. I mean, the attitude that Terry came out with with those first two catches was absolutely, uh, you know, I said today they are going to make, they're going to make that defense pay all day long. And they daggone sure did that. But they need their defense to come in and at least get a stop or two and stop allowing teams to just jump up and get 20, 30 points early. It's just, it's just sickening. Yeah, well, I mean, at least on the bright side in this game, they showed, you know, what they had early. I thought that they, you know, they scored the touchdown the first drive. Yep. You know, for us to be up, you know, at halftime, you know, they did all the right things. Um, the Eagles made adjustments. The Eagles are on paper a better team. You know, there's a oh, and I agree they're, with that. Yeah, favorite. Still. By, oh wow, a 52 yard touchdown reception right there. Um, uh, in this uh, Seahawks game, uh, where he just tiptoed down the line um and uh avoided two guys oh i think he went out of bounds there though i think that's gonna come back um in the 10 yard line but what an effort though to try to get it uh, across the pile line and across the end zone there like just um uh mad props for him leaping and and oh his knee is down there too all right so it's either gonna be back at the 10 or the one um there's a couple of different spots i think he's out here right they're showing the replay right now online but yeah it's i think Oh, it's close. It's again with the little green sliver. <laughs> yeah, I hate, I hate that. Um, I think it'll be out there though. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what the the call is. But on the field, I think they called it a touchdown, right? So, um, uh, always interesting stuff there. But I, I agree. I just thought that they played a great game. I'm happy that they beat the spread. There was a lot to be happy about. I just, oh yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I think the second half they just didn't quite play great. But then the resilience there, I think. It, it, going forward, it's going to help them tremendously. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. They learned a lot from this. But at the end of the day, you, you preach about fast starts. We're, we're four weeks in, and, you know, you've allowed a team that in the Cardinals, who's scrappy, but defense should have been able to dominate them early. And you preach fast starts. The offense come out, get your points. You go out, and you just let them waltz right down the field. Don't get me wrong. You know, they are a very good offense. They are the runner-up to the Super Bowl um, and, and division division winner. So, yes, you took, took the team and took them right the distance. But the bottom line is, is at the end of the day, there's other teams that, that they've played that have been able to hold them down and make uh, 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 hurts 
look inept. And this defense should have been able to do that early. Um, and, and again, repeatedly for the fourth week, they just look out of sync and they allowed them out of sync flat and they allow the offense to dictate to them what they're going to do until they at sometimes finally figure it out. And sometimes they don't figure it out. And, and if, if you're going to going forward, if you're going to win football games, you're going to do some things, you got to start coming up and start looking like what you have as, as far as talent wise on the football field. And that's my only gripe. Yeah. So we got a, a touchdown for real this time. Um, and then a fight breaking out, which <laughs> I always love. Uh, oh, now here comes the flags. Oh, now a real ruckus. Now people are coming from the sidelines. Interesting. Ooh, let's be interesting to see how this gets sorted out. Um, I updated my touchdown command just in time for that to happen. Um, so uh, I'm happy because it's the Seahawks and we all hate yeah. the Giants. So, you know, absolutely. It, it would it would be great if we're still a game ahead of the Giants at the end of tonight. So this is what we're rooting for uh, as a podcast, at least. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's it was interesting. Now I, we're going to flip it a little bit ahead because I know your time is short. I do want to get your thoughts real quickly on this. How does this uh, play going forward against the Bears? Very short week, right? So yeah. um, not a lot of days of practice. They don't usually practice on the Monday after a game. They don't tend to tend to practice the day before a game but do a walkthrough right so yeah. that pretty much leaves a, a one practice on tuesday maybe two um if you did one on wednesday and then you did the walkthrough on thursday because it's a, such a late game on thursday there's right. a possibility of that um i have this horrible feeling of a trap game everyone thinks i'm crazy it seems online because they're like the bears are really bad they looked not so bad for the first three quarters they did fall apart in the end of the last game but I always feel um, a team that's winless is always very dangerous, like a you know an injured animal, you know. And it's they're trying to get that win for their fan base and for you know their you know livelihood. You know, going zero and five is basically a death. I mean, zero and four is probably already a death wish on your season, but zero five for sure is right. Mm -hmm. And and they got to be angry that they let that game off the hook in the fourth quarter in the last game and have a, an opportunity just a couple of days later to write that wrong coming into Washington. It is a trip for them, uh, but we, we can't overlook it. and We can't get cocky here. Well, I, I'll say if you think it's easy, then what was the Arizona Cardinals? Cool. Yeah, that that's what I thought. Um, so with that said, or the Broncos, uh, we had to come back against them. Well, the Broncos are not the Cardinals. <laughs> You know what the I mean? Card the Cardinals beat Dallas, right? It, so, oh, yeah, yeah, but I thought I think Dallas also thought the same thing. Right. A yeah. bye week. And they got caught. Um I, I look, the one thing about this that makes it different is that believe it or not, Washington is desperate too. They don't lost two games that they feel like they should won already. And and look at Ron. If you look at jo uh, Jonathan Allen and his press conference, there's a lot of angry people. And they say they plan on righting the wrong. So, sure, the Bears are desperate, but they also coming into a desperate situation and they're on the road. So, no, you can't overlook the Bears. But at the same time, this Washington football team also is desperate and also wants to get a win. 
and knows what and knows that they have to get a win here. There's no doubt about it. So I like their chances. The thing of it is, again, this is the fifth week we're dealing with a mobile quarterback. Not as accurate, but he's mobile. So, again, the same thing I've been preaching for the last three weeks applies. No hero ball up front. They did a pretty good job of of maintaining and keeping uh, Hurts contained. That has to continue. Um, Don't want fields to get loose. And they have to come out and be the aggressor. The offense, we all know they're going to come out and be aggressive. I think EB understood what was going on and what happened in that Buffalo game, and he made the appropriate uh, changes. What I like about this offense is it's hard to key on. Did you guys notice how this the week before um, they, did, they didn't have uh, Logan Thomas? So, you know, they use Bates and others. And this week, those two guys didn't even smell the ball. They went – and use Logan Thomas. Every time you think you got this offense figured out, they're using someone else. I I go to Jahan's uh, press conference. He talked about how he, you know, he had that drop and he wasn't targeted until the end of the game. They went to up, they went and used other players. Look at what they're doing. They're kind of easing in these little, uh, I call them, I call them the new Swiss army knife and uh, Curtis Samuel and how they're easing them in in the different type of uh, unique plays. This guy can also play the slot and get big yards in the pass game too. So there's a lot to be had here. I think there's a lot for the Bears to have to contend with. Uh, And along with an angry offense that feels like they should have won that game against Philly and a defense that has something to prove. Uh, The Bears are the Bears. But again, if you come in and you think you're just going to roll the helmets out, you will get kicked in the teeth. But I don't think this is this football team by any means. I think they have something to prove Thursday night. And uh, I believe they're going to do it. Yeah, I, uh, I hope so. I think they can win. I just I get worried about the cockiness of the fan base. And, you know, I, they have to take this very, very seriously. Uh, I'm going to get champs real quickly, his thoughts on this, and then I'm going to get your final thoughts and I'll let you out of here. Uh, yeah. I mean, Robbie, we talked about it in our group chat earlier on. This is a, this is, almost like the literal classic definition of a trap game. You have a team that literally got had a lead and lost it to go win to start their season winless. And now they're coming on the road. They have a chip on their shoulder. They want to come into our house, defecate on our porch and then leave it there for us to clean up after. That's the mentality that this team is having coming into our house. Now, this is going to be interesting how the dynamic is going to be in terms of the fan base in, in, in FedEx field, because it is a Thursday night, you know, it's a work night, it's a school night. So how many f- fans are going to be come out, get off of work, deal with that rush hour traffic to come all the way to Landover to watch this team that's two and two t- face an 0-4 team who they're so sure, assured that they're going to beat the living crap out of on primetime TV. That's where my question lies is like, is, is that stadium going to be rocking just like it has been for the first couple of home games? I think it will. I really do. 
I, I think there's a new vested interest in this football team. Um, and, you know, I think it started after the ownership change. And then it also helped uh, the way the ownership, the new ownership has uh, really been, I will say, touchable, reachable, um, you know, really mingling with the fans and showing that they care about them. Um, I think there's a there's a newfound, uh, you know, there's a newfound, you know, enthusiasm about this commander's team. And I think they'll show out knowing what's at stake um, all, and also that this is a, a game that they that can be had uh, in a primetime game uh, for Washington be, to be able to show what they're really capable of. And I, I think the fan base will come out and support this team because even though people are complaining about this or that, um, I think most people are well aware that last week this team has, again, taken more steps. The, the growth process, you know, went even further forward. And uh, they understand that this team is capable of, of putting anybody down any given Sunday. Uh, and I don't think the fans feel like they never have a chance in any game outside of the Buffalo game. Um, I don't think they ever feel like there's not a chance that they can come back. I know that I don't feel that way. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's just amazing the difference when you have a competent offensive coordinator, uh, what that can do for your offense. And, um, you know, Sam Howell just continues to, to do better and better. But, um, yeah, I do think they'll come out and, um, and support. I also think less Bears fans will buy up the tickets. It's oh, like yeah. the Bills a couple of weeks ago, or you know, th- those fans travel. You know, yeah. uh, the Bills Mafia is as a historically known, at least in the last couple of years, as a, a traveling fan base, and yep. um, so it's it's a little bit of a different situation. Got to give the Giants a little credit here. Uh, they forced a three and out after a really great punt uh, pin uh, the Seahawks back. Uh, they didn't even make it to the twenty yard line. They're punting here with thirty eight seconds left. Uh, they have used up all of their timeouts, so interesting to see uh, what they're able to do here. I'm just gonna let people know what happens in the punt. The punt goes. Uh, it's a pretty good punt. They punted all the way to the 30 and makes him drift out of bounds. Pretty impressive uh, when he was punting it. You know, from the you know the line of scrimmage was at the 17 um, or the other side. There is a flag on the play, so we'll see what that uh, is like. Uh, but. Yeah, I'm so excited, Dijanay, for your new show. Uh, your shows are on Thursdays. Is that a, is a typical? Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday okay. at 7. Wednesday at 7. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so people should definitely check it out. I'm going to do the DJ command again. Um, and you can catch Dijanay on the Not Bland show uh, every Wednesday at 7 Eastern. Uh, the link is uh, there that goes to the audio podcast that comes. Uh, I'll also update our website in the upcoming weeks uh, with links to that and also links uh, to the different video uh, platforms for it as well. Uh, but you can j- just search uh, The Not Bland Show on Facebook or on YouTube, and it should pop up on, on those services as well. Also, that link links them to the page that on the bottom of it actually, I believe, has the YouTube uh, and other social media links on there as well. Uh, yeah. So 
uh people should go check it out uh dj did a great job with episode one i'm excited to see what episode two brings uh you've been a great member of our show for i think at least five years now so yeah man um, it's been a long time yeah so uh, it's been a lot of fun uh covering the team. hopefully on this short week we'll uh, get a good one and next week we can talk about a commander's victory uh and not a spoiled overtime uh like this past week uh, yeah but it would I, be I, nice yeah, I appreciate your time as always, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk to you soon. Is there any last thing that you want to give a shout out or anything else you should let people know about? Oh, no, I, I just want to say that Edge coming to AEW is huge. And um, I, I don't care what anybody says. I think this is a, one of the best additions that they've made. Um, the It's not just about him as a wrestler but his experience and how he can help this roster grow. Um, you know, hopefully, I don't know what Beth Phoenix's contract situation is and what stipulations are, but I'd like to see her help out the women's division as well. I think uh, she's someone that is very uh, knowledgeable and can really help some of the young ladies there. But um, yeah, this is, this is huge. And it says a lot about the AEW product when a guy who feels like he's not finished wants to continue to wrestle and does it full time. And his enthusiasm in that, that press conference uh, really says a lot. So, um, you know, all this bickering and crap about who's better. It doesn't matter. We have two great companies and there's a lot of wrestling out there. Um, You know, it's competition and competition creates uh, the ability for people to continue to thrive and to want to do better because they see the other product doing so good. And that gives us all great wrestling to watch. So it doesn't matter whether you like AEW or WWE wrestling is wrestling. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. Um, it's actually a great segue because I was going to talk wrestling for a couple of seconds um, with uh, champ. So thank you for that. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, brother. Thank you so much. Y'all have a good show. All right. right. So champ on that subject, we'll talk about it real fast. Um, You mentioned at the top of the show that you thought that they wouldn't be reunited. I always assumed if they were on the same platform, that that would just be a a no brainer uh, just because of their history. Uh, Why did, why did you feel uh, what happened in that first episode that made you uh, think otherwise? So last, so Sunday night, uh, AEW had uh, a pay-per-view called Russell dream, which was a tribute to the late Antonio Inoki on the one-year anniversary of his passing. Antonio Inoki was the founder of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, and the main event saw Christian Cage defend the TNT Championship against Darby Allen in a two-out-of-three falls match, which was a wild match. A wild match that saw uh, Nick Wayne, who is an 18-year-old wrestling prodigy and a friend of Darby Allen, turn on Darby to help Christian Cage retain the championship two falls to one. After the matchup, uh, Wayne, uh, Christian Cage, and Luchasaurus were beating up Darby, and then they were beating up Sting, and then Edge made his debut, and he came in, and it seemed like they were going to reunite. He gave him the chair to do the concerto, which was their signature thing back in uh, when they were in WWE. But then he turned around, and he nailed Nick Wayne. He hit Luchasaurus, and he speared both of them, but not Christian Cage. Christian Cage got out of the ring and stared him down, and Edge stared him down, and he shook Nick, uh, Darby Allen and Sting's hand, so it looks like they're going to be on opposite sides because Christian Cage is one of the one of the most monstrous heels right now in AEW. I mean, he gets like he gets a negative reaction no matter where he goes, even in his own home country of Canada. So for you know for them to reunite 
Edge would have to be either well, it would either have to be Edge being a monster heel or Christian having a complete turn. Right now, the role that he's on in his current character, a turn right now would make zero sense. It would have to be that Edge would have to turn in order for them to be reunited. So right now, they're probably going to be enemies for the time being, and that'll probably be his first major feud is with Christian. Uh, but nine times out of ten, it's gonna it's gonna produce a really, really, really something really good. There's a lot of people who are very skeptical though of Edge being in AEW because AEW is more so a wrestling centric organization whereas the edge pretty much came up in his career in wwe which was more of a character and storyline centric organization with wrestling being mostly secondary so it's going to be interesting to see how someone who's most of his character most of his career has been based on working up his character and being different characters and working different storylines to coming into a company which is more so focused on wrestling and a lot not not so much on wrestling on storylines and character building and stuff like that but i think that edge being that he's been in the business for and he said this a lot of times on his press uh during the media scrum after the show that he's been in the game for 31 years 25 of those were with wwe but he spent six years prior to that working indies in, in canada so before he went and did 25 years of sports entertainment he did six years of pure wrestling so it's not like that's going to just go away after a while, he probably has that still stuck in the back of his mind and can use everything he learned from WWE into uh, what he into AEW in terms of that sort of side of the of, of the business. So very, very, very exciting times. And and I like the fact that he's going to be full time. He's not going to be just here for a few weeks doing a program and then be gone for three months and then just show up again. He's going to be there on a regular basis and he's going to be able to bring that knowledge and that, you know, his wisdom and things like that to to a very young locker room. People seem to forget that Edge, he's in his 40s, but he lost nine years of the of wrestling because of a career ending neck injury that he managed to come back from in 2020. So he lost nine years. So that's nine years of not taking a lot of bumps. So he still got some time on. He still has some time. His, he still has some uh, some some ticks left on his bump clock. So he could go out there, do some some really good matches and really, really energize this young locker room. I really think he can. I think you just got to wait and see. Yeah, for sure. I love uh seeing you talk wrestling i one of my favorite things one of my favorite people jx uh, who i'm odd for uh is a big wrestling fan i love that he came in right when that segment started so that he got to hear some of this uh great talk if people want more uh, no spots podcast definitely go check champ out uh, i'm gonna do his command again uh it would actually make the no spots graphic pop up but i've already turned it on because i was kind of doing a mini no spots segment right now but uh whenever we're talking and your command pops up that will automatically flip for you um as well now um you've been such an amazing co-host um uh this uh last you know couple of months and i really appreciate all that the game yesterday with the commanders was really good by the way yes i'm gonna bring in arun yeah, uh, yeah. and uh and uh tim and we're gonna talk a little bit more about the commanders and also about uh the baltimore game as well so let me um i'm gonna put the um uh the graphic back to um uh i think it was let's see What was it? Hold on. I'm just going to do it anyway. Um, but uh, yeah. I will say I am so glad I recorded that game since I slept a lot yesterday. I'm so glad I recorded because I watched it from beginning to end. And I was just like, even though I knew what was going to happen, I was still like on the edge of my seat. 
Yeah. I, That's how good it was. It was I was still on the edge of my seat, even though I knew what the result was going to be. It's just still great to just watch it unfold in front of me and just see just how tough this seat because it's crazy. As long as I've been a, a commanders fan, even when they had the old name. One of the things I've always known is like, especially late in the in games, they tend to fall apart and just, you know, you know, pack up the tent and be like, okay, we'll go to the next week. But this team did not do that. They not only kept the tent up, but they fortified that tent in order to like stick their, their heels in and say, we're not done with this fight yet. We're going to keep this fight going until we can't go anymore, which I really admired about this team. Uh, and being able to take the team that was in the Super Bowl last year and take them to overtime in their home where it was rowdy in there. They took them to their limit, took them all the way to overtime, only to lose on who's uh, Jake Elliott's arguably going to be uh, the next kicker that'll make the Hall of Fame. If there isn't one or two others ahead of him, he's definitely a Hall of Fame bound kicker. That's how good he is. Um, and you can't be mad at the effort. You can't be mad at the, the result. It's just, it was great. It was great. I, I loved it so much. Yeah. Well, we got Arun uh, joining us now. Uh, I definitely want to get um, bo- his take on uh, this game as well. Uh, Arun, how are you doing tonight? Uh, not bad. Uh, considering, I don't know, it was like kind of a tough loss, but um, as Ken alluded to, they played um, a lot better, like considering that they gave up the lead, they were able to fight back, get the game to overtime, closing out the game. And that Terry McLaurin play, I guess, um, one foot or a little toe out of bounds, or maybe some fans said it should be good. I think that ultimately kept the drive um, like from going on. And then um, I think the defense came up with somewhat of a stand. At least they held them to a 52-yard field goal, but. Um, the Eagles kicker is great, and it is what it is. And Washington won the coin toss, couldn't get the win. All the fans in Philadelphia were nervous, but they just couldn't put it away. Yeah, I'm watching a replay uh, at the uh, halftime. Uh, they're showing uh, what it was like to watch the Disney version of the um, the London game that happened. Uh, or if people don't know the story behind this, they actually had um, – uh, virtually imposed like the same plays that were happening they did this in the playoffs last year um with nickelodeon and one of their properties uh, but this one was toy story so it was like buzz lightyear uh versus woody you know live you know they're in those uniforms and it's like cartoon style um which i thought was kind of interesting i think it was also airing on the disney channel i didn't get a chance to watch it because actually it was during uh zara's birthday happy birthday to her she just turned two um and uh so i wasn't watching uh, that but it did seem like a really interesting thing uh for sure arun were you able to uh check that out at all yeah um i got i don't actually don't have espn plus but i have disney plus so i watched probably more than i should have of that game on the toy story channel and <laughs> I, I was like oh this is like it was like entertaining at first i'm like and i showed him like people in my house but then after a while i was like um I don't think this is for me anymore, but I still just kept watching. It's kind of like Madden, you know, because it's just, but like with li- live action inputs, you know. And from then the, like, they're the just like, game. there's uh, there's Woody on the sideline. And then like, <laughs> and there's a, I don't know, I forget, like the dog or the slinky dog. And yeah, like, that's hilarious. I, I love like that. My nephew and niece would have been entertained, but they weren't around. So it was unfortunate that they couldn't watch it. 
yeah that's cool i'm happy that some one of us watched it though and could give insight on it i i think the concept was cool and i definitely if i didn't uh have the birthday party exactly at that moment i would have probably showed it to zara because i think she probably would have thought it was really cool and zach probably would have thought it cool too because he's super into football so um uh, I, I like the concept though you know football for kids and i definitely hope that they continue it um uh, I heard that people definitely tuned in, so I definitely think that they might uh, continue it. Um, it. It was definitely interesting. Champ, had you heard anything about that before? No, I, I didn't. Uh, actually, I, I I don't I don't have a lot of these subscription services where I can get all the fancy all the fancy sta- dancey stuff and everything like that. I just I just watch football all the way I, I've watched football since I was a kid. Like I just see stats, I see this and I see that. You know, all that extra stuff. I don't know. You know, it is what it is. I mean, it sounds cool, but you know, I'm not going to seek it out. Honestly, I'm just going to, I just watch football the way I watch football. I've always watched football. Yeah, for sure. Um, Arun, have you watched any of this first half of the, uh, the Monday night football game? I saw the the controversial touchdown, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. And it walked or they thought he was down and he was just like standing upright or and then he ran all the way. <laughs> right. Well then, and then later they had the actual touchdown and then a brawl afterwards. So it was, yeah. <laughs> so they called it back and then they did that. So that was interesting. Um, I don't know uh, what's going on with Tim. He was supposed to call in, uh, but I wonder if he may have fallen asleep on the couch. Uh, so I am, um, we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about some of the other um games that happened this past week and then we can bring him in at the end um uh so i'm gonna get each one of you i'm gonna go grab a water real fast because mine is out but arun um talk a little bit about some of your favorite games maybe of of the week or any of the games that you found interesting and then i'll be right back um sure i guess um the I'm just trying to think which is the game I found. I guess the Steelers versus the Texans I found interesting because I thought the Steelers were going to beat Houston. Houston had an impressive win against Baltimore, but I thought Pittsburgh was going to kind of lock them in, especially against the rookie quarterback. But C.J. Stroud came out strong with a really good effort, and um, they kind of just dismantled Pittsburgh in the first half and wasn't really close after that. And I also saw Christian McCaffrey had a huge game for the 49ers and um, he put up like 44 fantasy points and fantasy football is kind of crazy. And um, the Cowboys, I guess they put it together too. Like after a bad loss to the Cardinals, they just destroyed the Patriots and the Patriots look like the worst team in the AFC. Uh, what about you? Uh, what, what do you think was the most interesting game? Um, two games stood out to me. One was the fact that Miami last week put up a 70 bomb and absolutely dominated. Then they turned around and went to Buffalo and got dominated. Big, big, big turnaround from giving up 70 points from putting up 70 to giving up 48 and only scoring 20, a 50 point differential from week to week for, for Miami. That's, that's gotta be jarring to that fan base to go from uh, like having just a dominant performance one week to getting dominated by your division rival the very next week. Uh, Buffalo looked really good on that one. I think the other one that stood out is the opponent for the commanders this week in Chicago who had a lead on Denver. Like they had that game in the bag. Justin Fields had one of his best games of the season in this game, but yet they could not sustain it. It ended up 
ended up losing by three points uh, to Denver. And I think that uh, that's a, that's why a lot of people are it's well, a lot of people within the camp commanders fan base are basically saying, oh, we got this game in the bag because they couldn't even beat Denver. They let Denver come back <laughs> on them. And it's like, no, don't do that. Because this is a classic track game. We mentioned early on in the first hour. This is a classic trap game against Chicago, especially coming off the losses they just they just suffered. They're going to be coming in with uh, all type of things to, to prove and all type of 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 ways they want to they, they want to get that win back and everything like that. Also, I just want to put out there that um, I'm still I'm still leading and hurts pick them. By the way, I just want to put that out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, killing no, it right I, now. I was about to talk about that. I am unfortunately falling all the way to sixth place, but that just means I lost one more game than everybody else. Um, so th- that's tough because I'm like, it's so close, right? Uh, right now you are beating me. You've got 420 points, which is nice. Uh, um, I You have Seattle, I assume, in this game? Uh, let me see. If I do that, I might be still in the lead. Let me see. I do have Seattle in this game. All right, there you go. I, I also think that I picked Seattle in um, in mine uh, as well. Um, and uh, so uh, you're doing awesome. Uh, I wanted to go over the, the top uh, picks right now in the groups. Uh, so right now, Champ is leading the pack with 420, soon to be 430 if this goes the right way. Uh, Sith is right on your heels, so it's cool that your co-host is right there at 410. Uh, not Bland, uh, Dujanae himself, uh, 410. Uh, Tommy Dykus, my father-in-law, 410. Uh, and Hurt has 410, and I'm right there at 400. So it's a very close um, you know, little set right there at the top of uh, the league. Um, and then... Um, uh, a bunch of there's another person tied with me at for 400 and then uh arun i believe you have 350 um and uh yeah so uh but it's all very close at the top it's gonna be interesting to see uh, there's been a ton of upsets that have been surprising to me um for sure i just want to go over a couple of them this week uh, i was trying to give tim a little bit more time i don't think he's going to be joining us i think he may have fallen asleep on the couch uh, which is totally fine i'll talk about uh the ravens I, I watched the whole game with him uh if he's not on in a second but um detroit lions uh, beat the green bay packers and they've looked really good uh, this season for the most part uh they beat him 34 20 jaguars beat the falcons in uh that international game that was again the toy story game uh dolphins uh lost to the buffalo bills you know, looking back on it, that makes a lot of sense, but uh, Dolphins have looked good the last couple of weeks, so uh, I had picked them. Uh, 57% of people had agreed with me. Uh, I picked the Broncos. I was happy to see that uh, they came back in that one. I was a little nervous for a little while. The Bengals, I thought, were going to have a comeback win, um, and 88% of people thought that was going to be true, too, uh, but the Titans played a really good game. They won that 27-3. to uh, the Ravens it's kind of decimated the Browns 28, three. I thought that game was going to be a lot closer, especially in Cleveland. And I'll talk a little bit more about that game in a second. Uh, the Rams, uh, beat the Colts 29 to 23. Uh, that went about the way I expected. Uh, I thought the, um, the saints were actually going to beat the Buccaneers because it was in new Orleans and they were, you know, they were two and one going into that game. Uh, 67% of people also thought that, but Tampa Bay looked really good in that game and beating them again, 26 to nine, the Eagles beat the commanders. As we talked about 34, 31 on a game winning 50 yard field, 54 yard field goal. Uh, the Vikings beat the Panthers in what I call the loser bowl. Both were Owen, um, uh, three, 
I, I actually thought the Vikings were going to lose this game for a time, uh, but they were able to come back and win it. 92% of people did think that they were going to beat Carolina. They beat them 21 to 13. I thought Pittsburgh Steelers were going to play their game a lot better against the Houston Texans, but they kind of got trounced 30 to six in that one. Um, the Raiders lost to the Chargers, which I also thought was going to be true. I thought the Cowboys would beat the Patriots. I did not necessarily think it was going to be 38 to three, but uh, I thought it'd be a little closer. It was not. I expected the 49ers to beat the Cardinals. Uh, they ended up winning 35 to 16. The Chiefs Jets game was a lot closer than I expected. 98% of people picked the Chiefs, but they only escaped with a three point victory. Uh, and I, I didn't watch the game, but I heard a lot of the coverage uh, was about, um, you know, Taylor Swift, which is, you know, very polarizing. Uh, some people are like getting into the NFL because of her. Some people are so mad that she's brought up so much. Uh, that was kind of a game where a lot of people were talking about the people who were not on the field, you know, more than the people that were on the field. Uh, and then we got here, we got the Seahawks Giants game right now. It's 14 to three with 12, 12 left in the third quarter. Um, I know you guys talked about some of the games. Is there any more games that you would like to talk about before I talk about the Baltimore game uh, or should I just get into it? I'll start off with you, Chan. Um, I will. I just, I just have to put this question out there again. Cause I know I put it out there in our group chat, but I got to ask this to Arun and see, get his thoughts on this. Is the Cowboys defense that good or are the Patriots that bad? Uh, I, I'm just, I, I just want to know. Bad. Mac Jones is that bad. And the, um, they're running, they were talking up Zeke Elliott uh, before this game that he's going to get starters reps and he's terrible in this Cowboys game. And um, the Patriots, they didn't look good against the Dolphins. Their defense held up against the Dolphins, but uh, their offense just looked mediocre. And that's the Dolphins missing a lot of field goals. Um, uh, there was a Patriots, I think Bill Simmons thought that this would be a close game and the Patriots just got destroyed in like the first two quarters. If you only scored three points and you give up 28, there was no way that they were going to come back and they let Jacoby Myers go this offseason and he's doing a relatively good job with the Raiders. Um, they missed Tom Brady. They probably should have kept pay- given him his payday or whatever. He wanted I let him ha- hire some meditation counselors. They haven't been the same since he's left for sure um yeah i i don't think the patriots are very good but i still don't think that dallas is as good as these a couple of lopsided victories personally but we'll see when they start playing some better teams um i did want to mention some of the eagles fans thoughts one of my cousins eric who was a, a groomsman of mine um uh, thought that the Eagles didn't deserve that win as much as the stats say. He feel Hurts was struggling to find rhythm, even though his stats were good. He seemed like he was not as confident as he was last season. Um, neither team really got the run game going, which is not like them. The officiating was not great in the game on both sides. And the NFC East teams can truly turn out some competitive games. Shows it doesn't matter what the team's record is. The game can still be a burner. So I thought that was all really interesting facts. Um, so uh, thank you, Eric, for submitting those thoughts on the record. Um, I'm going to change the logo really quickly um, and uh, put on... Um, uh, the uh, the Ravens logo. Uh, I really love this Ravens game. I thought that they played a really 
awesome game. Um, I never really felt like the Browns were in it. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch this game with Tim. We had them live here in the man cave. I had both this game on and the commanders game. I was happy that one of the games went our way. You know, obviously the commanders game was a nail biter and, you know, give Tim credit. He was, you know, helping root us on as well. Um, but I really was impressed by the Ravens and it was a game that they had to win. Cause I think that they've got a lot of potential, you know, building on that team. Uh, I'll start with you, Arun. What what are some of your thoughts on that game? Yeah, uh, Deshaun Watson not being able to go, I think that really kind of shifted the narrative. Like, everyone was talking about the Browns' defense, like, coming into this game. But I feel like people are either really talking up the Browns a lot or just dismissing them completely. I think they're, like, somewhere in between. Like, when they got destroyed by Pittsburgh, Deshaun Watson was, like, the worst quarterback in the league. And then a week, the next week, they're, like, they're – back on top of the world and that felt like the Ravens they had something to prove after that Texans loss and um, I guess the Texans are better than even I thought they were because they just beat Pittsburgh so uh, sorry about that Uh, yeah I think really impressive by the Ravens to just put forth a much better effort after a bad loss last week and the Texans were actually they actually might be a good team anyways yeah for sure um champ i know you were not feeling well but did you watch any of the highlights of that game uh i did see some highlights of it uh it looks like like uh lamar jackson's really 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 trying to you know show that he earned that contract that he managed to negotiate for himself and things like that and i mean it it, the first couple weeks it looked like it was going to be a bit of a struggle for him but uh this game it looked like he was starting to look like some a little bit of his old self here and so i think that he's starting to turn the corner and he's starting to like really understand his role being that he is this franchise's quarterback he's the he's the guy like he's their guy and he needs to go out there and play like that and he did against a team like cleveland who you know nothing against Cleveland, but they're not exactly a world beating team, honestly. So clearly they needed, you know, this, they needed to state this win here, especially against a division foe uh, like Cleveland and to be able to establish themselves and say, Hey, we're still here now. And granted they did this without even having Odell Beckham in the lineup. Odell Beckham was a, a scratch due to an ankle injury and he's still listed as questionable for their next games. I should know because I have him on one of my fantasy teams. Uh, but I think that if you could get Odell healthy out there, I think that that poses another great threat for this office to have in their back pocket is someone like an Odell Beckham Jr. who can uh, open up the field and really uh, create some mismatches uh, with his skill set. For sure. I do, I do want to point out one other quick stat. Lamar Jackson was part of all four of the touchdowns. He had two of them passing. Uh, it was 15 for 19, a very you know, uh, impressive 78% right there. Not for a ton of yards, for 186, uh, but a QB rating of 142. He also only had nine rushes, but was able to score on two of them. He did have two fumbles and one lost one, but the fact that he was able to have two rushing touchdowns and two passing touchdowns on the same day um, was very impressive, uh, and I just thought a really good all-around game uh, for him. So just a a great game for the Ravens. Uh, They do have an interesting game coming up here against their rivals Pittsburgh uh, that'll be a one o'clock game in Pittsburgh uh, so um, it'll be interesting right now Baltimore is favored uh, in that one but uh, it's always tough to go to Pittsburgh uh, for sure uh, I do want to talk about a couple other DMV sports just real fast um, uh, I'm going to switch uh, to um, uh, the 
uh, MLB real quickly. And um, see if this one goes. Let's see. All right, we got a lot of different commands. I do want to say the Nationals did end their season. Um, uh, it, it was kind of a bit of a, a whimper uh, to a season overall. Um, but uh, I, I did want to just break down uh, how they ended it. Um, they, they were able to beat Atlanta in that last game, uh, which is always nice uh, just because I don't like Atlanta. But uh, they split that series um, where they won two and lost one. Uh, they lost both games to Baltimore, which I was really happy about because Baltimore needed those wins. Um, Baltimore themselves uh, found themselves at 100 wins, uh, and I believe three out of the last four times uh, they've had 100 wins in the season. Um, uh, they were actually um, uh, able to win it all those years. So uh, let me put up my Orioles graphic here. Congratulations uh, to the Baltimore Orioles, the um, AL East champions. Uh, and we will be covering them uh, on this run here. Um, it's still to be determined who they will play in the postseason. Uh, I'm going to pull up real quickly a graphic of the current MLB uh, postseason um, uh, that, that's coming up here. So uh, the wild card game between the Rangers and the Rays is tomorrow at 3 p.m. And then there's a wild card game at 4 uh, 4.38 between the Blue Jays and the Twins. And there's also a wild card game between uh, the uh, Diamondbacks and the Brewers and a wild card game between the Marlins and the Phillies. Um, so the 705 is the Diamondbacks Brewers and the 808 is the Marlins and the Phillies. So it's an interesting setup where now there are four wild card games uh, and they'll play all the way through uh, Thursday. And then the division series will start on Saturday. Uh, and the teams that are awaiting the results of these are the Astros, the Braves, the Dodgers and the Orioles. So I kind of like this new format. Um, it's a little bit more exciting. I'm excited that the Orioles will get a little bit of time off uh, to hopefully heal some injuries. Be interesting to see who they end up playing. Um, I'll ask uh, Arun, are you in on the Orioles? Are you going to watch this year's baseball playoffs? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to watch uh, the Orioles. Unfortunately, they're not on YouTube TV, so I haven't really been able to watch the Orioles or the Nationals that much this year. So I am um, in the exact same boat. So I, I, I feel you 100% because I also now have YouTube TV. But uh, I'm excited that that's no longer the case. Yeah, and um, I think, um, like, yeah, the Orioles have won 18 more games than last year. So they're definitely, like, they 101 wins. That feels like a lucky number. So maybe they can uh, make some noise against the Blue Jays. But um, it's always interesting with the playoffs go. Um, whether they're starting pitching holes up, they do. Have, they did manage to get 101 wins, so maybe they they'll make a deep run. Yeah, I do want to point out this stat: they are the first team to have 110 losses, or more 110 or more losses one season, and then two seasons later uh, have 100 wins. So it's uh, one of the bigger rebound stories um, in you know baseball history. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, champ, do you have any thoughts on, uh, baseball playoffs at all? Um, I will say like, I will be secretly rooting for the Orioles. I mean, I am one of those that 
before Montreal came to DC, I was an Orioles fan because it was the only team that was local to DC. Uh, I remember, uh, I have a fond memory when I was in high school, uh, I was a freshman in high school and I stayed up to watch uh, when Cal Ripken Jr. broke the consecutive game streak and how historic and how great that was. So it's great to see this franchise be back in the playoffs after being such it be it's such a state of mediocrity for so many years. And now they're in the playoffs as one of the top AL teams. I'm hoping that they make a very deep run in the postseason. Hell, I even hope that they even win the whole damn thing. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's see how they do in this playoffs after being out of the playoffs for so long. Now they got to go into a situation where they're playing fall baseball. Let's see how they handle it after not being able to do it for so many years and see what happens. But I'm secretly rooting for the Orioles to make a very deep run in these in the postseason. Yeah, I'm with you. I also grew up rooting for the Orioles. I'm sure that Arun probably did too. Um, yeah, I went to the Yankees-Orioles playoff games back in the 90s. Yeah. I um and by the way, that fan did interfere in that catch. By the way, I'm not I'm not <laughs> I'm, I'm not letting that go, goddammit. He <laughs> yeah, interfered. It's Jeremy Mayer did it. My mom has a t-shirt from that that era, like uh Derek Jeter's a cheater or something. Nice. Uh, I pick. wonder how old that kid is now. Because that was what 96? How old <laughs> is that kid now? He's gotta be in his 50s. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um no, he's probably younger than me because I'm 41 and he was a kid when he did that. Yeah, that's really um, So, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. I'll definitely root for the Orioles. We'll definitely talk about them, especially when we get um, uh, Tim back on the show. But I, I wanted to give them a bit of a shout out. Uh, I am going to switch gears real fast. I know that we've got our hockey uh, roundtable on the line already. Um, and let me uh, clear the board here. And then we're going to do uh, a little bit of DC United talk. Um, the DC United. Uh, got to a draw in their last game on September the 30th. Um, it was a draw 2-2 against the Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, they needed all the points that they can get. They really needed to win, uh, but that puts them in a tie with uh, Montreal at 37 points in the standings, but they've played one more game than Montreal. So uh, it'll be interesting to see Montreal has some big games coming up um in their schedule they play the houston dynamo the portland timbers and the columbus crew so they have three games uh remaining and dc united just has uh two games remaining uh in theirs uh so that that will be against uh at austin and then new york city fc as the last game at home on october the 7th uh so uh it'll be interesting to see how they do they're they're right in the mix um again they gotta get the ninth seed it'll be the eighth nine uh to play each other uh in a play-in uh, kind of like the baseball uh baseball uh wild card we we're just talking about and they're only one point out of eighth spot uh so and they could even jump up to that if they win both of them and especially because um uh, new york fc is one of those teams that they're playing that last game of the season and they're the one in the eighth seed currently uh so with some luck with montreal losing and beating and winning their last two games, they still have a chance to get all the way up to the eight seed. So we'll be monitoring uh, that uh, for sure. Again, the next game is this Wednesday, October 4th um, in Austin at 8.30 uh, p.m. So uh, we will be uh, talking about that game next week um, for sure. And then... Um, uh, then EC United, uh, they, need to, they need to get their act together. 
They can't go with no more ties. They like because according to the table, even if they even though they have one more game over FC uh, CF Montreal, Montreal currently sits as nine and in the play in, and DC is out of it. So they need Montreal to lose this next upcoming game against uh, Houston Dynamo FC, and they need to win against Austin FC. Forget a tie. No ties, none of that crap. They need a win to give themselves some space because when they play New York on on the 7th, Montreal plays Portland. If they can get another win over New York, that gives them enough breathing room from uh, to get into the play-in. And then Montreal has to sweat it out in that last game, which they play on the 18th, well, not the 18th, they play on the uh, I think it's the 21st. 21st. Yeah, they play on the 21st yeah, yeah. against the Columbus crew. So that's gonna be a that's two weeks that they gotta sweat out. And so they did they what DC needs to re- realize and recognize they gotta win out. That way they give themselves enough space that they sit they used to be sitting around for two weeks waiting to see if they're gonna be in a play-in game or if they're gonna be out. But right. they have to win. No ties. They can't be doing this tie crap, and they can't afford a loss. They need to win out if they want to have even a big time, uh, even any kind of a chance to stay in the playing game at either eight or nine. That's it. That's it. That's all. There's nothing else to it. No more ties. No losses. They have to win out. Period. Yeah, I um, I totally agree. And what would be good is if we could jump over uh, uh, New York FC. Uh, then they'll have to sweat it out, like you know, the two weeks, and we'll be in that, you know, either eighth or ninth spot. So that should be our goal is to try to jump them. Uh, and then that way the two weeks are not so brutal. So we have a lot to break down next week, obviously. Um, and so, well, actually, is both of those games so both of them are before our next show, so we'll know exactly what happened in both of those games. So, uh, yeah, that's correct. And yeah. they haven't actually, they haven't had a win since July 28th, according to Google. So, yeah, get some wins. <laughs> uh, wait, DC United? They beat Chicago Fire on September 2nd. Okay. Uh, yeah, so only one win, I guess. Since yeah, but the they have four draws and a loss, which, you know, it's better than losses, but, you know, you're only gaining one point with a draw. So uh, a lot of those games were obviously a goal away from getting three points and, you know, making the table very different. So... Uh, but we'll we'll follow both of those uh, a lot more later. Arun, thank you for joining us and being a part of it. Anything you want to quickly shout out before we let you go? Uh, no, not really. No RG3 facts. Uh, just want to say Gilbertinus, he made second team All NBA, not John Wall. So Gilbertinus better than John Wall. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, all right. Well, thank you uh, for being a part of the show as always. And um, we will definitely talk to you uh, next week. Sure. Thanks for having me on. All right. With that, uh, Champ, let people know what's on the No Spots podcast this week. Uh, this week on No Spots, so I'll be back uh, healed up from 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 COVID. And um, we will be back to talk about Wrestle Dream as well as No Mercy uh, as as well. And then we will be previewing this Saturday's upcoming Fastlane Premium Live event for WWE. So we got a lot to talk about. We will be streaming it live Friday on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash true no spots pod. Uh, and the audio will go up on Spotify as well as Amazon Music. So make sure you tune into that. And one last day, because the Wizards are around the corner and our best center fell down, got injured in a pickup game is going to miss two weeks. If you don't, if you can't, you can't sit here and tell me my wizards are not snake bit that our best center got hurt in a freaking pickup game in the off season. Anyway, that's all for me. Thank you for having me. Noki Genyo, sayonara. 
Thank you, champ. I appreciate it. One little quick football update. A really bad face mask call. Uh, by, I mean, it was the right call, but a very blatant uh, face mask uh, in the C- Seattle game. Uh, set it up. The Giants in a really good position. Uh, Mac Jones did try to just run for his life there and uh, basically made two yards. Um, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see. They're on Seattle's side of the field, uh, but it's the same score that we've been talking about, 14-3 to still. 5-23 left in the third, and we'll give scoring updates uh, throughout this next segment. But Champ, thank you for joining us and being a part of it. Uh, thank you everyone for being a part of this great show uh, tonight. Um, and uh, we're going to uh, bring in our hockey experts right now. Uh, we're going to switch gears uh, from the No Spots podcast uh, to a little bit of uh, Caps uh, talk and um, see if uh, uh, see any job. But uh, yeah, Chan- or, um, if Gil and C4 want to jump on camera, we'll bring them in right now. And uh, we've got our Ovechkin graphic on. And if people are watching live on Twitch, uh, we can you know raise the cup if you're a subscriber and it makes Ovechkin raise the cup on screen. We've got hockey goals, which make um, Kuznetsov fly in with uh, the bird thing. So we've got lots of fun graphics going on, live interaction uh, for our uh, NHL fans there if they want to do that. And I'm going to share it uh, to Facebook, to a bunch of groups um, as well in just a moment. But I'm going to quickly uh, introduce our co-host of uh, this segment. Um, and the first one is Gil. How are you doing tonight, Gil? Oh, not too bad. Pretty good. Um, <clears throat> uh, you might be able to see uh, my, my cat wants to be a, a surprise secret co-star because it's it's a little later than usual. But uh, uh, yeah, doing doing pretty well for a Monday. Well, I hope that you know on Switch, Pets are beloved, and they often appear on screens for all t- artists, for musicians. They've dogs, cats, and so uh, there's always commands for different ones. In fact, if we have commands. If you did Lily, uh, a dog will pop out of the screen, um, and our my cat and dog join me often. So it's only fitting. It's actually kind of surprising it's taken this long uh, for your cat to make it on screen. What's the what's your cat's name again? Uh, he's uh, his name is BJ, and uh, he's a tuxedo. Uh, you see, uh, see if we can get him a little guest shot here nice i love it come on (laughs) no now he's going to be a little shy that 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 sounds about right you know cats do (laughs) whatever cats are going to want to do so yeah um okay so he's jumped down so maybe 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 not tonight but uh, he's 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 eyeing me so uh yeah i guess it's uh dinner time or something but uh yeah just uh doing pretty well tonight i anxious to uh talk about well i mean talk about the caps but I think uh, I just want to open things up by by saying I think some are starting to make a little too much about the preseason, especially given the last game's result. I'm starting to see uh, some fans come out with the pitchforks and the torches and, you know, ready to build the underground bunkers and and hunker down for what they think is going to be an awful season. And no, no, don't just, just stop right now, please is what I have to say about that. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because you're only going to gain so much knowledge from this because we're trying to, different lines, different players. We're trying to see who's going to round out our roster, you know, who's going to play in Hershey. Uh, it's all about gaining information and, and stuff like that. And so um, I'm going to bring in our next guest here who actually got to go to a live game. So she'll be able to break that down as well. Good. C4, Cheryl Ann Forrester, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. And my cat is currently on top of the China cabinet over here to my left. 
Nice. So you can't see him, but he's surveying his kingdom. Nice. Deciding who he's going to pounce on next. And but awesome. um I love that we all three have cats. Uh mine has and then the other pet is Marcus back here. Um, you you all know him as Marcus Lemley Clarence on Facebook, but yes. Marcus Lemley is his actual name. So he's oh, Marcus Richard Clarence Lemley, my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I have been duly corrected. Very enough, um, very enough. All right, let's but, talk about uh, the game you went to first since you um went to it. I'm I'm gonna oh pull um I'm gonna pull up some of the stats real quickly. Unless Gil, yeah. did you pull them up this time or you want me to go through them? I'm happy. Uh, if, if you could, uh, because uh well uh, in in not so many words, uh, the NHL app has turned into an even hotter pile of garbage. Yes, so, I agree. That's one um, way to put it. Yes. So we're and, gonna go back. Trust me, I'm being kind when I say that. Yes, I agree. I'm going to try to pull it up on that hot garbage app. Oh, you're right. It has tur- <laughs> um, it's the, oh, wow. It doesn't even let me like stay on that. Oh, that's right. super fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I can't even get to the. Um, yeah. You can't get, you have to hit a scheduler in the upper corner and then you have to go back in time. It's, yeah. it's annoying. Anyway, I just figured it out. Um, so Daniel Sprong, uh, uh, there was no scoring in the first period. Daniel Sprong scored. Uh, for, unfortunately for the wrong team, I'm used to Daniel Sprung, um, helping us. Um, so that made it one, nothing, uh, Nicholas Backstrom, uh, on a tip in, uh, for, on a great, uh, feed by Alexander Ovechkin. It's the opposite of a thing that we've seen many, many times. A great, yeah, it was, clip. It was a, so an clip. the cat on the dining room. Sorry to interrupt the cat yeah. on the dining room table back there is Landis Gog named after the orange one is nice. Landis Gog. Uh, I don't know if you can see the black one is Grinch. Nice. <laughs> They're on my dining room table. That's awesome. Jazz is uh, moved to the window. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> and I love cats. So uh, I'm, I'm all about it. Um, <laughs> then we got Tom Wilson, which I'm sure uh, make right, Anna happy yeah, somewhere. Um, they scored uh, make it 2 1 uh, with uh, 12 26. And then in the third period, uh, Rasmus Sandin uh, scored for us. And then um john carlson scored and then they got a goal back to make it four to two uh and then oh no, no sorry that's was this a shootout what i don't know they, they just played they it. did a shootout at the end but um yeah. it didn't really count because we had already won got it so I mean, none of the scouts, I guess, but you know. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, but it's gotta be fun at least for you to. Did you stay for the shootout to watch it, or did you? Uh... Yeah, of course I did. Yes. Okay. Cool. It was fun. Yeah. I uh, but... nothing better than being in Capital One Arena for live hockey. In my opinion, it is like one of my favorite places in the world to be. So. Um, did the crowd but, also yeah. stay stay for over uh, for the shootout yeah. as well? Yeah. Yeah, yes, they yeah, actually yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Almost everybody. Yeah. Pretty much everybody stayed. Uh, we were actually up in um, the party suite, um, so like up in that two that corner, like around two hundred one, two hundred two, that corner where we attacked twice. Yeah, attacked twice. So we were up in that corner, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, we, you know, I was I'm not gonna lie, I was happy to see Sprong score. Um, he's just kind of been. 
he's been bounced around. I, I really think he got shafted when he was here. Um, but yeah, I, if Marcus, I Marcus disagrees with me, but that's okay. But I, I also think, uh, didn't you wear a sprung jersey to my birthday game that I met you at? I feel like, yes, wasn't he playing on the other team in that one? As yes, well? he was so, playing on, yes, that was the Seattle game. I did yeah. not wear my sprung jersey the other night, I actually wore Backstrom. <laughs> All right, there you go. Um, well, maybe that's why. But you I did. I did not wear. I did not wear sprung the other night. Yeah, I'm still um, trying to find uh, tickets for my birthday game this year. They're playing the Rangers, which is always an interesting one. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going to try to figure that out for sure. But um, um, yeah, it was it was actually kind of cool to see Nikki score off of Ovechkin. That does not happen very often. It's usually the other way around, uh, like you said. Um, but all in all, I wasn't unhappy with the way they played actually Nikki looked I thought Backstrom looked a lot better than I expected him to um he looked like he was moving really well he looked like he was comfortable he looked like I don't think he's still I don't think he's still 100% yet but he's a lot closer than I expected him to be um right now so um I do think by probably mid-season he he'll probably be, you know, pretty much back to where he was if he continues to improve and his hip doesn't decide to go berserk. Because like I've said, hip, hip injuries are notoriously tricky. You just don't know. But um, I was really happy to see him on the ice. Every, I, I mean, the guys look great. Um, I was a little surprised we played the big guys, quote unquote, this early in the season. But um, or this early in the preseason, but it was good to see them out there. And power play with the big guys still needs a little work. They were moving a little more than they had been. It was nice to see Ovi not sitting in his office waiting for the puck. But um, all in all, I was pretty happy with that game. I thoroughly enjoyed it. The atmosphere was great. It was just so good to be back in the arena. Yeah, um I'm, make, I'm makes me I, wish i had season tickets again yeah I'm just kidding I, yeah no i i, I feel <laughs> my pocketbook's you, like mm, nope yep i feel you a hundred percent i want to go to so many games and my pocketbook is the same way um mm. so i i do want to give a quick little scoring update in this game because it was just kind of amazing they were in the red zone the giants that is they drive the whole field and they just got, I want to get the yardage correctly on this, an interception that went back 97 yards uh, for a touchdown. So instead of it becoming 14 to 10, which, you know, then would be anyone's game. Now it's 21 to three at the, uh, in the final minute of the third Ouch. quarter. So Giants fans who are in that stadium must be beside themselves. They're thinking they're right on that doorstep. Yeah, right about to make it 14 to 10, about to make it a one possession game. And then boom, um, uh, they did just get a first down, though. But I mean, they have to now be back at their own 40 yard line and start all oh over again. Gosh. So, so yeah, so um, that's painful. Yeah, definitely. So we're in the waning seconds here of the third quarter. I just wanted to put that scoring update out there. But Gil, what were some of your thoughts on uh, this first, pre uh, not sorry, second preseason game? Um, I, I thought they looked pretty good. I, I definitely did not like how they kind of, uh, collapsed towards the end, uh, when they went down five on six, when Detroit pulled their goalie, I uh, don't like that at all. Uh, it's a, seems to be a bad habit that carried over from last year. So, mm. uh, coach Carberry's got some work to do 
as far as refining that out. Um, but Agreed. other than that, um, yeah, I, I think they, they look pretty good. It was nice to see, nice to see the, uh, the, a lot of the top guys in there getting, getting some time in. Um, I thought, uh, uh Backstrom looked pretty good. Um, I was pleasantly mm-hmm. surprised at that. Um, Oshi looks like, uh, he's in uh, decent shape. Uh, Carlson looked pretty good. Um, yeah, just nice, nice yeah. to see all of those guys. Uh, the offense looked like it was it was clicking again. Uh, yeah, lots, Kuzi, lots more movement. Kuzi looked better. There were a couple of times when you could see where he took the puck down ice, and instead of taking the shot, which we, he would have done probably three, two or three, four years ago, he went wide like he used to last year under um lobby lots so there's still some of those habits if you will things that they're that were drilled into them that are going to be hard that are still need to be worked out um but i think all in all it's it's going to be a much better system for the guys we have under carberry we just need to like you said work out some of those habits or those things that are left over from from lobby yeah i I, I was happy to see what you know how we did in this game. The next game was a little bit disappointing, but it's also it's just kind of a weird lineup, and so it's hard to gauge, you know, how much information we can gain from this game. We're trying to get some of the people who don't get as much playing time, or you know, to try to evaluate talent, right? But it was pretty mm-hmm. lopsided. Um, I, I can go, I can go through the scoring real fast, but basically, they were down three nothing pretty early. Uh, and then in the second period, we came back and made it 3-1 with a Dylan Strom goal. And then they made it 4-1. Uh, and then Matthew Phillips scored for us to make it 4-2. In the third period, they got another goal, made it 5-2. Um, Gil, what did what did you learn from this game? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, like you said, it w- it's kind of hard to evaluate because it was uh, kind of a, you flip the script for this one. Uh, I think we had a lot closer to our A lineup in in uh, when we were back at home, as opposed to this, and this one was more kind of the the B or C team. Um, uh, you had guys like uh, Hardy Hamanoctel uh, get a ton of ice time uh, in this one. He's he's getting a long look. I did like the way uh, Matthew Phillips played. Uh, he he got a goal late, as you mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think he's worth a long look. In fact, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he survived the latest round of cuts. Uh, he's actually still with with the big club. Uh, I think when all said and done, he's actually going to wind up. He's probably going to wind up in Hershey to start the season. But uh, yeah, some bright spots. But yeah, you got to take it with a grain of salt a little bit. This one, because, again, uh, I think Detroit had uh, a lot of their their top guys out there. Dylan Larkin, to be sure, Moritz Sider. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, Vili Husso started the game in goal. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, not not easy to play against those guys uh guys will give you like that will give you fits all the time so um i didn't think it it was horrible i mean the score the score of course is going to indicate otherwise but uh i you know some guys who who had a a pretty good game and then others who like okay well you're going to need you need some more time more seasoning so you know that's what preseason is a chance to evaluate what what you've got uh try some things um 
I, I'm not, I'm, I refuse to panic because of a bad outcome in a preseason game. And, right. you know, I, let's, let's just move on to the, the next pair with Columbus really? in the coming week and, and see how they do then before we raise the curtain. But uh, I mean, I mean, it's, it's what you're going to, what you saw is, is probably what you're going to get for the majority of this season. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Do you have any other I, thoughts? Um, I didn't. I actually didn't watch the third period of that game. I fell asleep, but um, I, I, had a lo- I had a long week last week. But um, no, I mean, all in all, I mean, considering, like Gil said, they're the young guys. They're the guys that, you know, may or may not be on the team, may or may not be on Hershey, you know, maybe moved elsewhere in the system. So again, evaluating, seeing what we have, um, and that's again exactly what preseason is for. I'm not panicking. I'm not freaking out, you know. But I am looking forward to seeing who gets where. Now, I, one thing I did want to mention about the first game, the game on the home game against Detroit, it was awesome to see Miro on the ice with Ovechkin yeah. Oh, yeah. getting on the score sheet. He actually had a goal that went right through the paint or a shot that went through the paint. Had it been like another inch or so on the angle, it would have been in. But I mean, it was just really exciting to see him on the ice. I think he's going to be, I I think he's probably going to end up in Hershey at least for the start of the season, but he'll probably get a few games in with the big club this year. I, I, I could be wrong. What do I know? But, um, in terms yeah. of like again, like the second game, again, like Gail said, take it with a grain of salt. It's the young guys, it's the guys that not many people have heard of yet getting their chance to see what they can do. For so. sure. Um, just want to talk about a couple of the upcoming games. Um, we've got this is the last weekend of the uh, last week, I'm sorry, of the preseason. Uh, we've mm-hmm. got a game against Boston at Boston on the third. Oh, by the way, I figured out how to switch it to Capitals mode on the app, which is a lot better. So you have to. How did you the, do that? Yeah, it's in the upper right hand corner. There's like a little button that pops down, and then you t- click the Capitals button, and then it turns the whole thing into a Capitals, which is way better. I don't okay. know. Mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like the upper uh, upper right hand corner. There's a little upper drop right hand corner. Yeah, and then yeah. you click the the Capitals team, and then yeah, that's what I did. All right, and then it, it didn't turn red like this. No, well, mine's on dark mode, so maybe that's why. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, no, that that looks right though, at least now. So there you go. Yeah. Gil's got Gil's got it now. So um, so it's still not great, but it's still better than the other mode was. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're moving in a positive direction. Um, the uh, so that one's at Boston on the third. And then two days later, uh, at Columbus on the 5th, and then the real sort of dress rehearsal, Saturday uh, the 7th, also against Columbus, Blue Jackets. Right. And then a week later, uh, on the Friday, we'll be having to play Pittsburgh. At least it's at Friday home. the 13th. I know. It doesn't feel good. Uh, and then no. on, on Monday the 16th against Calgary. I will fir- be at that game. You'll be at that game. So we'll probably have that game. Anna join us hopefully for that one. Um, and we'll have maybe even do a live watch along. Uh, we're going to do, we'll flip it back to the beginning of the podcast again. So uh, once the regular season starts, uh, we will, um, we'll be doing um, that for sure. So 
Um, but next week we'll we'll break down all these um, preseason games. Uh, Gil, any thoughts uh, about the Boston and the the double dip with the Blue Jackets? Um, Boston's going to be a very interesting one. Um, they they're kind of uh, taking something of a step back uh, this this season. Um, a lot of the experts for once you can see me do the air quotes i love to do during a, <laughs> a regular podcast um have them not so much finishing out of the playoffs but uh perhaps they're going to struggle a lot more than certainly they did last year when their uh record-breaking president's trophy winning season um so right. that that's going to be that's going to be a nice little uh, litmus test for uh whatever lineup coach Carberry and company throw out there, I think, um, because they're, they're going to, you know, the Bruins are kind of in the same boat. The caps are, they got some spots to figure out who's going to play where and you know who's going to fill some big shoes. So that, I think uh, that if you're going to pay attention to any preseason game, it ought to be that one. And then you have the pair with the blue jackets and um, um, <laughs> you hate to call any team a dumpster fire, but uh you hire a coach and then you fire him within what was it a month um because yeah because uh he's a um um, he's a scumbag he's a psychopath (laughs) is what he is yeah yeah Um, but uh yeah um and yeah so you thought they invented him better because this goes back to previous well, first of all, we all know this. We've talked about him before on this show, Gil. So it's like this is known. Not all of it. More stuff has come out. Yeah, but we're we're enough... just we're just fans. We're just fans <laughs> with our own, you know, cobbled together podcasts and and without a big budget to or studio behind us. And we know this like it's common <laughs> knowledge. And right, you know, we've seen this for ourselves. How can uh, an organization not know this was what they were going to get, not to you know spit on them because I don't really have any hate for Columbus, but mm-hmm. you know I actually kind of feel sorry for them because they've never really had any sustained success. But how do you go out and you know employ a guy that you know this is probably sooner or later this is what you're going to get? And uh, there's but, so many former players wishing for his demise too on their own like podcasts and things. So you just, you think at face value, that alone would make you like a pause and go, Hmm, maybe that's <laughs> not the guy that we should, you know, right? go with. but you know, like, I don't know. I'm not an expert, but I, I just like, I don't know. It just seems so crazy to me. So I, I do feel bad for them. So I hear you. Um, I do want to give a couple of scoring updates uh, from tonight's earlier games. Uh, the Penguins got throttled by the Senators, uh, 3 nothing. even though the Penguins put up 40 shots on goal. Um, and the Flyers beat the Bruins 3-1. The Canadians escaped um, against the Maple Leafs 5-4. Devils beat the Islanders 6-5. Blue Jackets beat the Blues 5-3 in their game there. And uh, the two live games that are happening right now, or we got the Oilers and the Kraken are tied at one uh, in the first intermission. And in the second intermission, the Flames and Jets are tied 4-4. So those are some interesting games happening around the world of the NHL. So again, next week, we will um, recap these last three preseason games. And then C4 will go to uh, the the open, uh, well, not the home opener, the uh, no. second game. Uh, we were going to be- go to the home opener, but we couldn't find cheap tickets. So going to that one, I, I don't blame cheap, you cheap t- when cheap tickets and Pittsburgh games are not 
mutually exclusive. I mean, the cheapest we could find was, I don't know, I think it was $150 in the 400s. It was crazy. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, though, because Pittsburgh games in general are very expensive, and then mm -hmm. home openers are very expensive, and then you combine yeah. them, so, like, yeah, unlikely. Exactly. Um, so we're like, well, well, maybe we'll go to the Hershey opener, and then we'll go to the Is that what you're going to do? Are you, you going to see the We're going to Hershey. Games? We're going to Hershey. Yep. We're going to Hershey on the 14th, and then we'll see. Nice. We'll, we'll take a lot of pictures and then maybe we'll show them on the podcast. And then next time that okay. you come back and take pictures of the game that you're going to be at for the, the hockey, maybe we'll do a little slideshow on your return and hopefully we'll get Anna for okay. the, the first um, show of the regular season and then have right. you back on the following week. Um, you know, giving some of your thoughts on that. Um, so uh, it'll be fun to do a watch along. So again, next week, it'll be at the end of the show again, 1030. And then the following week, it'll shift back to the nine o'clock spot. Uh, and then um, we're going to uh, switch football uh, back to the 10 o'clock spot. And if Hurt joins us, we'll do a, uh, a an earlier segment for him at 945 to 10 uh, doing that. And then we'll end the whole show uh, with our basketball talk when we talk about that. We'll also probably have to talk a little bit about the Orioles and the playoffs. I know, uh, yes. Gil, are, are, Gil, are you watching uh, any of the baseball playoffs? Are you going to root for the Orioles as sort of a semi-home team? Oh, I, I definitely uh, am, am backing the Orioles 100%. That's the team I, I grew up with uh, baseball-wise. No no offense to the Nats. I, I, I still like the Nats, still have the uh, some love for them, but uh, they, they got their own issues to sort out. Uh, but, yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I am – beyond excited to see um uh, in in after so long uh, uh october baseball uh here in charm city uh one more time and uh, i i had the pleasure of going to a game live recently uh when they played the uh, the rays um they lost but uh, they were you know they still put up a pretty good fight and uh, they look pretty good um, i i love i love this lineup uh, it's a lot of lot of young guys hungry to prove themselves uh, where have we heard mm -hmm. that before and uh, i, I yeah. think they're going to go pretty far and and so yes definitely i'm going to keep uh, uh, two eyes on this thing yeah, for sure. Um, I was kind of bummed that Tim couldn't join us tonight. Um, I'm sure that something had come up, but I did want to talk to him. He was able to go to the clinching game uh, for, you know, uh, his beloved Orioles, you know, making winning the division, which I know was an exciting opportunity for him to be at. And Cal Ripken was at that game as well. And yeah. um, so I'm wishing them well. I don't know. Uh, I was following it on my phone while we were at the hockey game. And so when it was announced, we were like jumping up and down for that. And people are looking at us like, why are you jumping up and down? Oh, toes just clinched daily. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. So do you uh, watch no. baseball at all? Or will you watch uh, any of the Orioles run, do you think? Um, I do watch baseball. Uh, I plan on watching some of it. Um, my friend Alan is hoping to get tickets to a game. And if I can, I plan to tag along. We'll see what's going on with that. So right, I do is, want to is your normal team the Nationals, second team the Orioles, or did no, you, all the way around? You like the I, Orioles more. I've than been the an Orioles fan. Yeah. Nice. No, well, I actually, I, actually, actually, I'm a Red Sox fan. Oh no. Um, <coughs> my my grandpa oh. and I used to watch them in the summer. My mom grew up there. She grew up in near Boston. She grew up in Quincy, which is right outside of Boston. So when we go up in the summers, me and my grandpa would watch the Red Sox play. So. Yeah, well, that's fair. I mean, I grew but, up with the um, Orioles. living in Maryland, of course. I've got to be an Orioles fan. 
So nice. All right. Well, you've come. Do you still sometimes root for the Red Sox, or have you now completely moved yeah. over? Yeah, you still. No, do. I do root for them when they're not playing the O's. Right. It's but they so many people who root for two teams trash. in that division, which I think is so strange. And my dad was on the podcast last week, and he was rooting for like the Giants, the Eagles, and the Commanders. I'm like, you can't do that. Like, I just like <laughs> I find that very frustrating. Um, I do root for all the Baltimore well, teams it's and like, all the DC well, teams, but they don't play in the same divisions at least. So it's I feel like it's a little bit. Well, you know, I was a Bruins, and Gil knows this, I was a Bruins fan before I was a Caps fan because of my dad was a Bruins fan, so I would watch the Bruins games with my dad. But do do you still root for the Bruins, though, or are you at least moved completely away from that? I am about 99% moved away from them. Okay, well, that's at least more forgivable. You know, I will, like, if they made, like, last year, I was rooting for that. I wanted them to win the whole thing last year, but. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I mean, if the capitals are out of it, then, you know, right. it is what it is. So, all right. Well, with that, I think that I'm going to uh, start wrapping up this podcast, but uh, C4, anything you want to give a shout out to before we let you go? No, I don't think so. It's just always a pleasure to be on here and let's go caps, man. It's going to be a fun season. Win, lose or draw. I think it's just going to be a fun season. I think these guys are going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think under Carberry, they're going to start having fun again. I think, Laviolette just kind of just took the the air out of the room suck yeah and I think once they start having fun they can relax they can play hockey you know Ovi will get better they'll all get better Koozie will get better Oshie will be better you know I think it's just going to be I'm just looking forward to having the young guns in charge so to speak and um we'll see you know but Obi was, you know, and Obi talking with Miro, you know, saying, Jesus, I'm old. I was drafted the year he was born. It's like, you know, but that's the kind of stuff you want to see. You know, you, you want to see that stuff in the locker room carry over to the ice because you could see it last year. They were all, you know, blah, you know, you saw those videos that they did in the locker room. But then by the end of some of these games, they were just like, I'm so done with this. So yeah. it'll be nice to see that carry through. And the other um, thing we'll be we'll be following hopefully. this year, obviously, is Ovechkin and and the goal scoring. Oh yeah, you know, so yep. that's something that I want to cover pretty much for the next two or three seasons, hopefully. Um, you know, in retrospect, uh, I didn't think about this going forward. You know, when we started this podcast, because I didn't know how long it would go. But now at this mm-hmm. point, you know, we're in season eight. I want it to be his last ten or twelve seasons in retrospect that we could go back through and be like, this was his, yeah. you know, the tail end of his whole career. You know, and. Uh, um i'm betting what is he how many goals does he have to get so i'm gonna 73 73 73 to break it nice i'm pretty I'm sure thinking no, i think two he, seasons he could, I think it, probably more I, there's a real good chance he's gonna do it next year next season yeah there's a real good chance if he has a 45 50 goal season this year he'll do it next season yeah i it'd just be interesting i wouldn't be surprised if he was closer to 30 this year just because yeah, well, well, we'll see how healthy he can be. I hope that it's 40, 50. Heck, I hope he gets 60, you know? Make it so you only have that to get 11, be... you know, 13 the next year. That would be... Right, uh, there you that'd go. That'd be awesome. Um, but uh, it'll be fun to monitor. We'll obviously give score, you know, updates on that race uh, throughout the season uh, as well. But C4, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week around 1030, and uh, we'll continue this conversation about preseason hockey. Sounds like a plan. All right. Have a good night and uh, we'll Thanks. see you next week. See you too. All right. See y'all. All right, Gil. Night, we're we're going to uh, round up. I do want to give a couple little shout outs before we do. Um, 
I'm trying to bamf for about two or three minutes because we're actually going to raid out into a raid train. So if people don't know, listening to the audio podcast, uh, we um, on Twitch, there's a thing called a raid train. And what a raid train is, is when somebody raids into another person and they raid into another person and it keeps on going. And it's kind of like um, we've done these before and Gil has uh, you know, been on some shows where I've raided into raid trains in the past where they could be about charities, they could be about themes. Um, and the uh, Manchester um, Children's Hospital um, is doing a charitable fundraiser and I actually designed the graphics for it the two previous years. And I was one of the organizers for those years as well. Um, it's been a crazy busy year. You know, Zach starting kindergarten and I was just been so busy the last couple of months that I took a step back from the organizing side of it. Uh, but I did want to, um, right into it with the people that are in chat. So people, if they are listening live, uh, stick with us on Twitch. Uh, we will end the audio podcast in just a second. Um, but I did want to uh, give them a little bit of support. They're at almost the end of the raid train. They're at the, down to their last two people or will be at 11 o'clock. Um, and then, um, you know, so people find it in their heart to give to a great organization. Um, there'll be more information about that on, on the raid train when we get into it. But uh, I did want to just mention the, the, the raid and what we are going to be doing. I usually do that after I end the audio podcast, but I did want to include that, uh, that here. Um, and uh, I hope that people, uh, if they are live on Twitch, stick with us for that. But Gil, um, I, when are you doing your uh, dress rehearsal podcast uh, for the uh, your your next um, uh, for the first for I think it's between the end of the season and or end of the preseason and before. So is it next weekend that's happening? You know us so well, Robbie. Yes. Uh, so uh, we we usually record uh, Sunday evenings. Um, uh, around five, five thirty ish. Uh, so yes, our very first, uh, show of the season, as it were, uh, will be something of a dress rehearsal this coming Sunday, the eighth. Um, we're going to kind of, uh, mash all the preseason games together. It's, it's kind of going to be a quick run through. We, we don't, don't expect everybody to follow them. So, you know, just kind of going to give it one big quick evaluation. And then uh, I got some, as I mentioned this before, I got some things to uh, get off my chest. We're going to go a slightly different direction this, this season. So I'm going to kind of explain that. And I'm sure uh, the mermaid, uh, Anna is, uh, has her own thoughts. She wants to get out there uh, after a long off season. So we're kind of, kind of reintroduce ourselves as it were, because I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, maybe newer fans eager that uh, going to want to hop aboard and, and see what we're all about, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, that's that's uh, it's going to be our opening uh, kind of quick salvo into the season. Then we're going to go full swing uh, the next week and, and beyond uh, to start uh, evaluating games at that point. So I've uh, I'm going to add some cool graphics uh, starting next week that will make um, your podcast pop up in a fun flourish oh, uh, whenever nice. we mention um you guys but right now you can still see in chat um the uh blue liner 98 uh, on twitter or x or whatever they call it this week uh also on bit.ly slash power play point podcast all capital p's if you do that uh you can actually get a link over to their uh full show over on uh their uh, podbean which is also blue liner 77.podbean Dot com and then the last one is the power play ppfb with all capitals there again live on the twitch it's probably easier to see there but that's our uh facebook 
group. If you search for Power Play Point Podcast on Facebook, you'll find that group, and that's where you can chat hockey with Gil, C4, Anna, myself, and many other uh, knowledgeable Capitals fans. I hope that you check out any or if not all of those links uh, for more. I'm excited for your podcast uh, to be back. You're very lucky that the 49ers play at 8 o'clock that night, so that way Anna can uh, be uh, joining you, and then uh, we could all root against Dallas together. Um, And so, you know, the greatest of traditions. And uh, uh, so I appreciate you, Gil, as always, uh, for being a a part of this uh, show and being uh, my co-host for this last segment here. Um, Any last things you want to shout out before we let you go? I appreciate you as always for having us on. And, uh, you know, I got to say thanks for uh, uh, all those years ago taking a chance on us, uh, taking us on and uh, as as your hockey content partner. Uh, So, again, can't thank you enough for that. Uh, can't wait for uh, you know, to team up with Anna again. And uh, look, the, the the purpose, one of the biggest purposes of our of our podcast, the the triple P, as I like to call it sometimes, to save time, is to get Caps fans who you know may not be willing, may not have been willing in the past to get involved in the discussion and learn more about the game, how the game works, how the team works, and you know, but to get your voice out there because. You know, it, it is important to be heard. And that's what we're all about is for the Caps fan to be heard. So we have an open door policy. You want to come on the show and call in and be a part of the recording. We have an open door policy. Just, you know, contact us through the Facebook page. I'll even put out my personal email right now. It's G-L-H-A-L-L-O-W-E-D at yahoo.com. Basically my initials, G-L-H and the word allowed at yahoo.com. Email me, just tell me you're a Caps fan, You're avail- when you're available, we'll change our schedule if we have to, but we want to hear from you, the Caps fan, as to how you think they're doing, what they, direction they should go, where they can improve, you know, a- as long as you can provide an informed opinion and actually watch the games, that's what we're looking for, is the fan who learns more about the games as, as we go. You don't have to be an experienced fan, a seasoned fan. You can just be from day one for all we care. But get involved in the discussion is what we want. And you know, put yourself out there. That's what we're looking for. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I do want to read one quick little stat before we let people go. The Manchester Children's Hospital receives over 276,000 patient visits every year. Uh, For those children and their families, it can be a very difficult time. And with your help, you can make a difference. And I have put in the Twitch chat the link to donate. I will try to copy that over uh, and add it to the description of the show notes and also update the Facebook with all that information uh, as well. Um, but I, I did want to just put that out there. Um, it's a very good, um, charity, um, and, uh, we'll be visiting them shortly. And Gil, thank you so much, uh, for all of your time. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks did just score again. They're now up 24 to three with 526 left in this game in this fourth quarter. Uh, but, uh, Gil, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks as always, Robbie. See you soon. All right. And uh, with that, we're going to end our audio podcast and we're also going to end our Facebook podcast. Uh, Thank you for tuning in, everybody over there. I really appreciate uh, everyone for uh, being a part of the conversation. Um, And um, uh, my dad did post on the Facebook one uh, that... First time caller from the Mid-Atlantic, go Commanders, beat Chicago on Thursday and make Robbie very happy. And then uh, Greg Christian did put out that Jeffrey Meyer is now 39 years old. 
Uh, so those were some facts that were from a little bit earlier on in the show, but I just want to put that in there as well. So thank you everyone for tuning in on uh, Facebook. This has been episode uh, 315, uh, Commanders Fall to 2-2, two and two, DMV Sports Update, and Caps Preseason Live. Uh, hope that you guys have a great week. Uh, let's go Caps. Let's go Commanders on Thursday, a big game against the Bears. Hopefully a bounce back. we got three preseason games. Next week we'll be talking about all the NFL action um, and uh, also uh, the NHL preseason action as well. So I uh, hope that you have a great week and we'll talk to you all soon. Uh...